0: Episode 11. Midnight Visitors. Part
1: 2. Hi, this is Dragnacarta, DM for Curse of Strahd, Twice Bitten. You're listening to the Twice Bitten Podcast, a campaign where five Curse of Strahd DMs head back into the mists for a hauntingly familiar adventure. Starring Jack as Metreon, Kaya as Lilison, Linus as Amity, Serena as Kiva, and Twy as Deer. You can catch The Horror Live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Twitch at twitch.tv slash or watch new episodes every Monday on YouTube at youtube.com slash c slash You can also listen to new episodes of this podcast weekly at anchor.fm twice-bitten, or wherever you like to syndicate your podcasts. Now, let's get right to Ravenloft. So, Kiva. As your words hang in the air for a moment, Danica's eyes narrow slightly and he watches Irwin's face expands into a small tight smile. Forgive me, my dear, you'll have to specify. Uh, there are quite a number of birds in Barovia.
2: Look, I understand better than anyone the need to keep secrets. But We were just attacked in a place that we were told was safe. We now know it is at least safe because of these giant bird creatures that appeared and threatened Strahd. I would just like to know what that's about and maybe who are they and are they going to try to kill us as well eventually?
1: Erwin sighs, stroking his beard, he pulls himself up from the place where he'd been kind of crouching to sweep up the shattered glass into the dustpan and stretches, cracking his back for a moment before sighing and meeting your eyes. <sighs> well, regarding birds and ravens in general, there are a number of superstitions surrounding ravens in Barovia. A number of Barovian folk believe that harming a raven is ill fortune. that to injure one might endear you to ill luck. Perhaps that is what uh, our evening intruders thought. And he raises an eyebrow for a moment and kind of cracks a small smile before realizing that it's obviously not going to take and nodding, his shoulders slumping a bit. Regardless, I appreciate your concern, my dear, and I truly do not wish to seem as though I'm holding anything back from you. But truly all that I can share is that to the best of my knowledge, Von Zarovich is not the only creature at work in Barovia. There are others who believe that his tyranny need not be absolute. I cannot say exactly what it is that might have brought these creatures or individuals be what they may to our doorstep this eve, but to my understanding, They do not seem to be harmful. How
2: can I get in contact with them?
1: He blinks. That's unfortunately, um, is not something that uh, I can share, I'm afraid. Um, I'm merely an innkeeper after all, but suffice it to know that there are those who believe that things can be other than what they are.
2: Right, I I understand. I, I really do that you probably need to protect these people. You probably don't want it getting out that people are secretly opposing the way things are. But I have almost died more times than I can count since I've been here, and I don't even know if it's been more than a week, so... You're going to have to forgive me if I'm not really interested in beating around the bush. I want Strahd von Sarevich dead. Dead. And I would really, really, really love to be the one that does it. I'm not leaving here until it happens. So if you're telling me that there are people, bird or otherwise, that also oppose his rule, I would really appreciate getting into contact with them.
1: Erwin advances at Danica and sighs. I'm afraid you ask too much of the Sultan Keeper. There's many things that I do not know, many things that are not within my power. I respect your interests, I truly do. But, forgive me, the most that I can do for you this evening is see to it that you are cleaned up and made comfortable as best I can I think your zeal is admirable but perhaps right now your attentions would be best directed to ensuring that your friends are safe
2: we're never going to be safe until he's dead and I think you understand that better than anyone so pardon me if I'm not exactly eager to just tuck in and try to forget what happened tonight and she's going to leave the room This isn't over.
1: You're a long sigh, and then the crackling and crunching of grass as Erwin returns to sweeping the shards into his dustpan.
2: Kiva like hesitates in the hallway. She's like, Fuck, Irina's out, and I don't want to go back in there. So she's going to go uh, down to the sort of like bar area and just um, tuck up in the corner and try to get back to sleep.
1: All right. You can see that there are a few candles flickering in the lanterns that have been set hanging from the uh, eaves underneath the balcony. Uh, Another candle that's been lit, uh, leaving a lonely flickering across the rest of the room. But it's quiet. And in the darkness in the one corner, you feel not peaceful, but for the moment in solitude. And as you attempt to enter your trance, you feel the sensations around you slowly fade. As this happens, Metreon, there's a soft crunch of gravel as you slowly make your way through the streets, down the cobblestones, as the mist softly swirls off the streets.
3: Yeah, his eyes are darting left and right and
1: everywhere in between, uh,
3: just to make sure that, like, nothing... Uh, no zombies or bats or strads are following him.
1: Make a perception check. 11. 11. Glancing around, you don't notice any indication of anyone following you.
3: Yeah, that checks out. Uh- it's more paranoia than anything. But uh, he uh, grabbing his coat and having his hood over, pulled over his head, um, clutching his bag, he is going to go ahead and make his way back towards the church that he had visited earlier that night.
1: All right, you make your way through the dark streets, shivering as the wind sweeps through the alleys, slowly pulling the cloak tighter around your chest and shoulders. As you approach the church, you can see in the distance in the tall palisade wall that encircles the town, a lonely light of a flame bobbing as its whole wielder slowly makes their way around the edges of the fortified walls. And as you turn toward the church, you notice that its windows... are dark, the light beyond the stained glass extinguished, and a quiet peace settled over the structure and the quiet mist-strewn graveyard. On its side
3: Noticing that it looks Dark um, Metron is going to go ahead and As stealthily as he can Go up, up the steps That lead into the front doors and see if they're Unlocked
1: uh, The doors are unlocked
3: So yeah with that uh, He's going to very carefully And quietly as he can uh, Open it just enough so that he can squeeze himself in
1: Alright and you to do this stealthily, right? Yes. Make a stealth check for me.
3: That's going to be a ten.
1: All right. You step forward and as you do, you hear a soft creak as one of the floorboards groans me through. weight. you pause and freeze. Doesn't seem to be anyone responding to it, though.
3: Yeah, I wince as I hear the floorboard creak, but I wait a moment. And after a few beats of not seeing anyone, uh, I go ahead and sneak to the uh, back pew and furthermost away from the door. Um, and as I just kind of sit there for a moment, I take the time to wonder what the fuck I've gotten myself into. Um, but at some point, he is going to try to uh, get some kind of rest. And as he does so, he takes up his bag and kind of like shuffles it behind his head. Um, And as he lays his head down, he feels this kind of rattling, this crunch that's unfamiliar to him. Uh, And he takes a moment and uh, pulls the bag up into his lap. And as he starts to rifle through, he remembers that there was this weird package left for him. Uh, So he reaches in and uh, very carefully in the darkness peels back the paper and notices that it is the wooden bat mobile uh, from Blinsky's shop. Oh, hell. And he just kind of holds it in his hand for a moment. Looks back at the door, looks back at the mobile, looks down at the floor, looks up at the uh, the darkness of this, this temple, this church. He deeply sighs and st- stores the mobile back into his bag and, not being stealthily, starts to walk out and he's going to go ahead and head back to the inn.
1: All right. As you move toward the door Reaching toward the handle You hear floorboard groan beneath you And you hear a familiar voice sound It is late to be out and about, my son But would I be remiss in guessing that Something weighs upon your spirit this eve And you turn and you see Father Lucian standing there Wearing a nightgown and a small tattered cap Tilting off to one side Looking tired, but kindness in his eyes
3: father forgive me I I just needed a sanctuary for a moment
1: of course many who do can find it at St. Andrew's Church I hope that despite the brevity of your time here perhaps it gave some insight or comfort
3: I'll be honest father I and I start to back away from the door and approach him very slowly and carefully. Do you remember how, and I don't expect you to, but do you remember when we spoke earlier that I confessed that I had seen the devil?
1: He nods. Indeed, it is troubling, and I'm sorry for the pain that you must have felt, but fear not, he cannot harm you here. What? What words can I give you? What words do you wish to share?
3: He he came again tonight. And me and my traveling companions were helpless against him. And I can't stay here anymore. I can't be here anymore. I can't be in Barovia, Valakai, anything. I need to get back home. And I, please tell me that you or the morning lord knows something about that there was some way to get get me out of here because i i don't have it in me to keep keep going
1: father lucian sighs my son i understand your pain many have felt it have felt confusion the mists are strong but the souls within are stronger The Morning Lord's light may not have shone in a long time, but I assure you, you can find peace here. And for what it may be worth, I urge you not to concern yourself over much with thoughts of departing through the mists. It is impossible, I am afraid. Only the Vastani may pass through and they by their servitude are creatures that i'm afraid may not be trusted you have a chance to be better i urge you do not fritter your time away on thoughts of nightmares and terror seek what hope you can and seek to share it for in the works of providing sanctuary to others you may come to find a sanctuary of your own does that make sense? It, it, it does. Uh,
3: I just... I need you to know that this wasn't just a nightmare. This was real. This was... And I mouth the word Strahd to him without actually saying it.
1: He sighs. I know. I, it must be very concerning. I'm sure you've heard what the Baron insists regarding the devil, but saint andrew's protection watches over us all you did not fear my son
3: well it's good to know if if uh if he visits me again i i can come back here you're saying this place is is hallowed it's sacred it's it's that even if even if i did come back and he he was there outside the door he could not come in
1: Father Lucian winces momentarily, but then nods. There is always a home for you here, my son. You need not fear that you shall not find safety at St. Andrew's Church. So long as I stand with breath in my body, I will ensure it for you. And with St. Andrew's guidance, you need not fear, my son.
3: Thank you. Uh, I'll keep that in mind. And uh, he's going to go uh, I'll give him like a bit of an awkward smile um, and turn around and head out of the church and head back towards the inn.
1: All right, the door to the church closes shut behind you and you find yourself once more in the chill night air of Vlaki. As you make your way across the cobblestone, dear. By now, the spell you have cast has ended. How long are you looking to stay out this night?
4: Once the spell fades, he gets up, wipes his eyes, and... I think heads back to the end.
1: All right. By this point, I'm assuming Lulisin and Amity and Kiva have... Well, Kiva, I know, uh, Amity has gone to sleep as well. Is Lilin retiring as well?
0: Lillison is sitting on her bed um, in the room, not really like watching Amity sleep so much as just like staring into the darkness and waiting and listening.
1: All right, 30 minutes pass, 45, then you hear footsteps softly coming up the wooden staircase outside. Uh, the window, you can faintly see Metron's silhouette making its way up the stairs. Now, long after Erwin and Danica have departed and retired to their own chambers, Metron, you re-enter the inn.
3: Yeah, I'll just head back to towards my room.
0: Lillison is going to meet him at the door and just say,
3: oh, geez, don't, don't sneak up on me like that.
0: I wasn't sneaking. Look, you can take my bed if you want. Amity's in yours.
3: No, no. I, uh, it's fine. Um, is, is she alright?
0: She seems fine. Better than dear, at least. Did you see him while you were out there?
3: No, no, I didn't. Did you talk to her about what she was saying to Strahd?
0: Yes, I did. She was just scared and thought that appeasing him was the best solution and uh, has now realized that she should probably not stay in that compromised room any longer.
3: it's yeah, a good idea. Uh, listen, um, I and there's this very long pregnant pause uh i i think i've got i think i might have a, a lead on how we might be able to get out of here or f- find find people who might be able to get us out of here you do so the the, the Vistana, right the vistani uh i was uh i was speaking to the the, the father here uh the father of the Church of the Morning Lord, and he—he uh, he had mentioned that they—they're they, able to get in and out without any trouble.
0: But Ismark said that they were spies for, you know, him.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the father said it. They—they—they they weren't to be trusted much either. But I mean, he didn't say that they were spies, and I mean are they all spies uh, maybe if we just go and like see if we can like follow them sneak stealthily you know just I don't know but that's this the only it's the only leader I got that and mm-hmm. if things go south apparently the the church of Saint Andrew is uh, is supposedly hallowed so you know we can go there at least
0: that is those are Two pieces of information that are very good to know. I wonder if the Vistani would take a bribe.
3: I mean, uh, I don't know, but you nothing—nothing know, nothing talks like gold. And I mean, I've got—I don't have any gold on me, but I, you know. And uh, he very kind of hesitantly shakes his sack, and you hear like the the jingle of not not only the mobile but also the jewelry in in, in there.
0: She nods. Um, with a small smile growing, and says, and you didn't run across any other trouble while you were out there, did you?
3: No, no, I didn't, I, I didn't see nothing. I didn't see nothing, but, uh I, I'm remiss to say this, but I, I realized something when I was at the church, that I, we, we earned this together, and uh, this is not me. This is not how I'm usually am. I mean I usually work best on my own but I don't think that's gonna be the case here and if we have any shot at getting out getting out of here live I think we gotta gotta have that together and that means no more arguing uh, about silly shit no more inviting Stroll into places just because you think he he's gonna you know not uh, bite you just because you you're nice to him. We, we. we just...
0: I mean, you. I, I am in complete agreement with you. There.
3: I can't believe I'm yeah. the voice of reason here.
0: I, echo your sentiments one hundred percent.
3: All right. Well, I'm. Uh, don't worry about getting out. I mean. You you go to sleep too. Um, I'll uh, I might do. It's fine. I'll, I'll probably go down to the tavern.
0: Uh, all right. Um, I think Kiva went down there, so uh, don't be surprised if you see her.
3: Yeah. Oh, thanks. Um, you two gonna be all right up here?
0: I think so. Good night, Adrian.
3: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I see you in the morning and uh, Metron will go down to the tavern.
1: All right. Is he doing anything specific there or just sleeping? Or?
3: Yeah, he's just going to go in. Uh, if the door's unlocked, he's going to just very, again, like kind of like the church, just sneak inside. Uh, if it's not unlocked, he'll just use his lock picks to get in. But um, he notices Kiva in her trance and will take the opposite side of the room and find a corner and put his boots up and and uh, take his rest.
1: Right. As you as you do so you slowly settle into your sleep. Lillison as you move back to your own bed you hear footsteps coming up from outside and you see a tired looking Earthrendir slowly making his way up the steps back into the inn. Earthrendir uh, are you heading inside?
4: Yes he's going to go for the room that's not the one that Lillison and Keeve are in, or not the one that Lillison and Amity are in, the one that P. Matt in. And yeah, once he's in, he's just going to sling his pack down, drop into a bed, and try very earnestly to sleep.
0: Lillison is actually going to, uh, you know, catch his eye as he's moving up. And say... I know you probably don't want to hear my voice much longer than you have to, but I wouldn't sleep in there if I were you. We don't know how long the invitation is going to hold. There's an empty bed here.
4: It doesn't matter. If he... Why do you... If he wants inside, anywhere, he's got minions, he's got foolproof mind control for anyone who looks in his eyes it doesn't matter what we do to protect against it he could have one of his minions drag me outside look me in the hold my eyes open and then make me give him permission to enter it doesn't matter it's he doesn't want us dead yet evidently means so, it frankly, I don't think posturing for protection is going to make a lick of difference.
0: Very well, then. I'm glad that you didn't meet with some unfortunate fate while you were out. Did you see Metrion while he was out there?
4: Our uh, paths didn't intersect. Is he alright?
0: He seems fine. He said he got some hopeful-sounding leads on perhaps a way out of here.
4: Great. All right. Thanks, Lillison. Good night.
0: She just nods and then uh, gently shuts the door. Okay.
4: Then yeah, is going to lie down in his bed, pull the covers over his head, and try to trance.
1: All right, and will, will Lillison take her rest as well?
0: Lillison is actually going to try to stay awake all night.
1: All right. With that, Lillison, you take up your place, looking watchfully out the window. Is there anything you're doing or are you just remaining watchful?
0: Um, She remains watchful for probably like 30 more minutes. Um, and then she sighs, uh, gets out her knitting needles and, uh, a skein of yarn and starts casting on a sock.
1: All right. And with that, Amity slumbering in the bed beside her with the quiet click of the knitting needles, as Bezlelisten's tired eyes gaze out the window into darkness. Slowly, darkness begin to lighten to shades of greys as the overcast sky, as the moon sets, its white light slowly giving way to the dreary gray of the Peruvian day, the mist softly spilling off the sides and eaves of the houses beyond and the town beyond beginning to awaken. And as dawn comes, you hear Lillison, you hear soft sounds of movement and activity below. And as you watch, you, see, you hear the tavern door opening and then shutting again. And you see Octavio slowly making his way at the front door, ambling his way onto the street, a small parcel wrapped in a handkerchief, tucked under one arm, as he slowly makes his way away from the tavern. And into the street. Slowly Lillison, minutes.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh Lillison will wonder, silently to herself, uh, what Rictavia was doing last night that he did not get woken up. She is going to make a note to ask that later. All
1: right. With that, minutes more pass, the day slowly coming as the dawn passes by and the day comes and you hear a soft stirring the beside you and Amity, you come awake, Metron, you come awake, and Kiva and Erthrindir, you can hear your friends slowly stirring to wakefulness.
3: Ah, oh, this is uh, Kiva. Yes. Ah. Oh. This is the first time I think I've woken up without a hangover in, well, as long as I can remember. How are you holding up?
2: I, uh, I'm doing all right. Uh, I was worried about you. Uh, I'm glad you, you came back.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, strength for numbers and all that.
2: I, uh, well, maybe I should wait for the group to tell this, but um, I had an interesting conversation with the Martikovs. Oh? Yeah, I think they know a lot more than they're letting on about, uh, the, did you see the birds that N- came?
3: I mean, I saw some, some birds fluttering outside, but I just thought they was ravens
2: yeah there there were a bunch of ravens, and there was uh, something else like I've never seen before. It was almost uh, as tall as me um, but like a raven uh, and it threatened Strad i I tried to explain to them that look I, I I just want him dead to try to see if maybe they could get me in contact with them, but apparently there are others who are trying to rid the land of him as well so at least we're not um, we're not completely um, without allies
3: well that's good then we've uh, we've got you know potential people who can help us out you know I've been making friendly with the uh, the father here uh, uh, father father Lucian and uh, you know he's been he's been pretty helpful uh, I got to ask, girl You keep talking about seeing him dead and all that. Is that what you want most out of this?
2: I don't know if there's any other way for us to leave. Um, If there is, of course, I mean, I'll take it, but I really, really want to make sure that he doesn't hurt anyone again.
3: I'll get that, but I'm asking because I don't want you just like rushing at him again or, you know, using yourself as a meat shield. You know, if if we're gonna get through this, we gotta get through this. We gotta be smart, and I'm not the smartest, so I'm I gotta rely on other people.
2: No, 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 you're you're right. I I'm nowhere near strong enough to to take him on. Certainly, so it's probably going to take some time. But I don't know. Talking to you and and realizing that we were all together last night, I I don't know. It's I hesitate to say this, of course, but. It almost gives me hope. And I haven't felt that since we got here.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I was, I think there's, I think we are not as hopeless as as everything as we might've thought, you know? I think we're finding people, we're finding places, you know, uh, uh, the church itself is, is, is protected and all that. And, you know, there's Vistani who can come and go uh, I'm sure, you know, maybe we can you know, uh, li- I was talking a little about it, maybe we can barter with them, maybe we can you know, buy there uh, by their allegiance or whatnot The Vistani can leave? Yeah, yeah, no uh, I was talking to Father Lucifer, uh, Lucian and uh, he's uh, he said that they could just come and go as they please
2: Well that's great news we can definitely work with that um, I do have one question DM though, did Metrion or Kiva or both see Rectavio leaving in the morning?
1: Uh, Kiva would have. She was trancing. Apologies for not mentioning. But yes, she would have seen him kind of make his way downstairs, uh, make his way to the counter. Um, Meeting Danica there briefly and uh, accepting a small parcel wrapped in a handkerchief that he then took under his shoulder and exited the taproom with.
2: And he didn't, like, make any notice that he saw her, right?
1: Uh... I mean, from what it looked like, it's, he seemed to just, you know, glance over the room. I presume you were kind of tucked away in a corner. He probably glanced yeah. at you for a moment, but you know, not with lingering uh, interest.
2: Okay, um, she's going to clock that as well because she forgot that he was even here uh, with the events of last night. So yeah, she's going to make a mental note of that as well. Thank you.
1: Of course. So, at this point, Amity uh, has also come awake. Uh, listen I need you to make a constitution saving throw for me, please.
0: Constitution? My favorite. Yeah, yes. you're going to ace I this. That's perfect. Come on, 20. Uh, hold on, I'm having a bit of trouble.
1: You're fine. All good. Well, that's happening. Oh, oh
0: whoa, <laughs> that, is a, <laughs> that's that is somehow a 20 constitution saving throw.
1: Okay, uh, with that, uh, you do not... You're a little tired, you know, but you've had all-nighters before. You are not exhausted today. Congratulations. Uh, as Lilith then comes to realize this, uh, the day is yours. What would you all like to do? Uh,
3: well, uh, Metron will wait downstairs uh, with Kiva. Um, is there any, like at this hour, are Danica and Irwin uh, is kind of shuffling about doing any kind of morning activity down there or is it just us two?
1: At this point, uh, Kiva, you would have seen, you know, Danica emerge for a moment from from uh, making her way down the stairs and going to the kitchen for a moment before meeting with uh, Rictavia at the counter with the parcel. Um, but she since made her way back up to her room. Uh, I would You've like, not seen it. I, they're the Marta Cubs since.
2: I will say that Kiva would try to give Danica, like, a super pointed look if she makes eye contact with her and just, like really mentally hammer in the fact that, like, she's onto them, and she's not dropping it.
1: Retroactively, then, you can assume that Danica kind of met your gaze with a, you know, a soft, quiet, steely gaze of her own, and just gave a curt nod and made her way upstairs to her room before shutting the door.
2: Okay, thank you for that retroactive badass lady moment.
1: Of course. Uh, Yes. Yeah, right. no,
3: well, if uh, if neither of them are down there, uh, Metreon will uh, have touched his makeup up and he's gonna go ahead and try and find the wine.
1: Uh, okay, you can actually see that, uh, you know, the taproom itself, uh, there appear to be uh, several large uh, barrels in uh, curtained alcoves, you know, and you've seen uh, Danica drawing wine from taps in these large barrels before.
3: Yeah, He's just going to fill his wineskin up uh, just as compensation for last night.
1: All right. As you do, you fill your wineskin up around wine skin up around a third of the way before the barrel trickles dry and no more wine comes forth.
3: Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Well, you don't see nothing, Kiva. And uh, uh, he caps his wineskin, tucks it into his jacket and goes like rushes back to his, his spot.
0: I don't even know what you're talking
3: about. Exactly.
0: Meanwhile, if uh, Amity is waking up, um, Lillison is just gonna kind of lean forward uh, and just say, Good morning.
5: Amity rolls awake. Um, uh, good morning. Uh, we made it through the night.
0: We did, and uh, both Matreon
5: and Erthrendir came back. <laughs> not so certain death after all.
0: I suppose not. Um, Erthrandir went back into the larger room uh, despite my attempts to persuade him not to Um, when you're awake and dressed and and feeling up for it would you mind checking in on him
5: oh right he seemed pretty mad last night
0: Uh, yes I think he would probably be more willing to talk to
5: you and with trepidation goes and uh, knocks on the door
4: there's a moment of silence and then a muffled "What?
5: H- how are you feeling?
4: Oh, oh, come in.
5: Amity enters. Oh, I-, I thought you were mad at
4: me. Uh, rolls over. His hair is just, like, matted in front of his face in a great tangle. His blankets are on the floor. He just, like, leans up to look at her and I am, but I don't think me being mad at you is going to change anything, cause, like, he kinda like tra- trails off. I... it doesn't help. And also, you were trying to survive, I... it doesn't- it's okay.
5: Do you want to talk about what I should have done? Do you? Uh, I don't really know. I'm just, from, from here on, I'm, I'm letting listen take charge.
4: No. Okay, some. She's very smart, but we, and he, like, kind of stands up. This is, you, you've got, it wasn't a bad inclination on its own, because you're smart. Like, you realize that playing along and would help that it of didn't really matter if he could get inside, and that the best way to survive was to keep him placated. That's smart. That's a good plan. It's not a good idea in that particular context, but you don't need to, like, neglect your ideas. That's important. Don't, like, never ever hand over your right to think or your right to make plans to somebody else. No matter how smart, no matter how intelligent, no matter how much better you think they'll do. That's yours.
5: Thank you. <laughs> Genuinely, that, that means a lot to me.
4: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry. Uh, so, how are you doing?
5: Um. Well, I managed to get a wink of sleep. And I was thinking that... Well, y- your, your plan... I'm, I'm sorry, maybe we shouldn't talk about this we were thinking about whether we should try to make Strahd or the vampire, whether we should try to make him want us alive or just not care about us at all sorry, I shouldn't talk about this, let's just go yeah, downstairs th- it's, a, it's a bit too early, let's wait till we've got everybody I, I want to ask Rictavia what he did because he seems alive
4: I don't think he's gonna talk to us he doesn't seem inclined, frankly. All right. Well, and or, yeah, just give uh-huh. me a minute to get changed.
5: All right, I'll be downstairs, and Ebony goes to meet with the others in the tap room.
4: Yep. And Deer will pull on his clothes and follow after.
1: All right, as you do, the door to the room beside yours creaks open. Uh, Ismark uh, and Irina step out wearing clean clothing, uh, both looking a little bleary-eyed. Is Mark nodding to Erythrindir and Amity Rumbling, good morning Uh, I take it that uh, the others are getting up as well?
4: They're downstairs, we think
1: Of course Um
4: Glad to see you're Not dead
1: He, uh Flashes a small, tight smile With Irina, who offers A tired smile in response Though the corners of it don't quite reach her eyes Mark slowly exhales and says <laughs> we're uh, doing our best please lead the way
4: alrighty yeah, Earthrendir will head downstairs to the bar and when he sees matriana and Kiva will tromp over to him and throw himself in a chair morning
2: good morning there it is sleep alright
4: no
0: Well, that, that makes sense.
4: He does not appear to have much more to say. To He does not appear to have much more to say at the moment.
2: Yeah, Kiva doesn't press the issue. She just sort of goes back to uh, scribbling in her journal.
3: You're uh, uh, uncharacteristically uh, quiet this
4: morning. Mm-hmm. looks opens his mouth to what looks like to say something cutting and then just kind of slumps. I had a man nearly tear my heart out of my chest yesterday. I'm, uh, got a lot to process this morning. You gotta do it. It would. Y- you doing all right? I know you went out same time I did. You-
3: I mean, yeah, you know, uh, you know, uh, with a diagonal, we're gonna live. It's, it's, uh, it's kind of a binary choice. Uh, <laughs> But uh, no, I just, I think you know I think uh, and uncharacteristic of me uh, I think that we're better together and that we're stronger as a unit but we got to be together as a unit so no more of whatever everyone else was doing, no more rushing into battle no more trying to make, make nice with him, be diplomatic <laughs> None of that's going to work with him, it's just not
4: no, no, yeah. That's a Bertrand deer gives a small smile. That is... You're talking a lot of se- a lot of sense all of a sudden. I like that. All of a sudden? I forget I said anything. I've
3: always been a sage. Uh, <laughs> I've always been a f- fountain of wisdom. <laughs> oh, of certain kind. Kiva, uh, I mean, you agree, right?
4: Darling,
2: you've always made perfect sense to me.
3: Uh, thank you, see? <laughs> well... Right there. Mm-hmm.
4: I mean, sure, if your found of Wisdom is on very specific subjects, then you certainly could be, have some acolytes in the way of Metreon.
3: You know, I love to be worshipped.
4: I'm sure you do. Uh,
3: at any rate, where do you go to it? Uh, coming.
4: Or, I don't know about Millicent.
1: Uh, at this point, uh, who is not in the tap room? I know, Ismark, Irina, Kiva... Uh, deer, Metron, and Amity are all there. Is Lillison downstairs?
0: Lillison is going to find, if possible, a sort of just bit of flat dirt um, outside the Blue Water Inn.
1: Okay, that's easy enough to find. You find that there's a, a good amount of flat dirt just adjacent to the well.
0: Okay, uh, she's going to look around, see if, you know, anybody might be watching Um, And then her face just like screws up like she's going to cry and she fires uh, several acid splashes just into the ground uh, for about three minutes. Uh, Then she stops, um, puts her hands on her knees, doubles over, breathes really heavily for a while, um, then rearranges her expression, uh, dusts off her hands and then goes into the taproom.
1: Alright, and as you re-enter, you hear behind you the sounds of the faintly hissing, dissolving soil leaving deep gouges and scars in the earth as the steam of a sickly green and gray slowly rises, mixing with the red of the acid in the air. And the door shuts tight behind you. As Mark Good gives morning. you a nod as you enter. Good morning. Then there's a bit of glumness on his face as he turns to the others. So... I would suppose that last night changed quite a few things for all of us
4: we're not safe here we're not safe anywhere but we're really not safe here
3: well we might be safe at the church of St. Andrew they, uh, the father there says that it's hallowed uh, we'll, Like, uh, presume
4: wait, that genuine hallowed ground
3: here? Well, that's what he says yeah that that's exceptional oh my goodness yeah he said he said anyone in his doors in his in his temple is they okay
4: well uh, that's a uh, very good news if we need a refuge Whew, thanks all right man you think people would be just that's all anywhere would anywhere anyone would be if they knew the leader of their country was
3: him well i mean you've seen the signs right what signs? Good. Well, you know, the the Baron or whatever the fuck his name is, you know, it's just uh, all is well and all that. I I don't think that. You think the
4: propaganda works then?
3: Well, I think that either the propaganda works or that, you know, something's going on there that we're not seeing or that we haven't been around here to pick up on. But I think that there's something in those, those posters that that big guy was putting up.
4: That's a good point. We should keep an eye on that.
3: I mean, do we even do we tell the Baron that that his, his <laughs> fortified city just got invaded willy-nilly?
2: Uh, no, no. I, I think he'll think we brought him with us.
4: Yep, it's politicians. You never, if you're, if you've got to be the one to bear bad news, then he don't be the one to bear bad news. Let somebody else tell. You listen,
3: him. I don't, I don't usually call the cops, but you know, this is. Uh, This is a very unique circumstance. I've never been chased by uh, an omnipotent vampire before. So I I don't know what to do. But me neither.
2: I think it's best to... And I know this is probably not going to be the most popular thing, but I I really don't know enough about this barren guy or or really the place that we're staying. I mean, yeah, sure, there's festivals and we're not allowed to talk about the person who's uh, ruling, you know, over this land. But, I mean, how serious are these punishments? I, I know Irwin said it's... It's, uh, you know, pretty serious depending on the crime, but, you know, I think we should feel out before we decide
0: to go saying, hey, Strahd showed up in our room last night. I think we will learn a great deal once we see whether Danica and Erwin reported.
4: That's a point. The
0: Speaking other option of- is,
2: I, I think, and she leans a little bit conspiratorially, uh, trying not to make sure. I mean, I'm sure there's no one... Really? Is there people in the tavern of the Nos right now?
1: No, it's entirely you. The tavern is unlit, unoccupied. There's not another soul present.
2: I love that. All right. So Kiva will, um, for the sake of brevity, explain everything that the Martikovs told her last night uh, when she inquired about the bird people. Um, And then also explain that um, she won't be dropping the line of questioning and she thinks that it's something to look into as far as having potential allies in Barovia that, that can sort of help um, protect them, at least from, from Strahd.
1: It is, Mark. He glances toward you and nods, yes? Yes, yeah, so I know
3: you said the, that the Vistani were really trustworthy. Do you that think means. there's a chance to find some who might be either maybe a little bit more amiable
1: or who could be bought. his brow furrows I'm sorry I don't I'm afraid I don't follow the Vistani—they so, serve the devil you can't be thinking
3: all right, so but they can come in and go as they please so'm I'm, I'm thinking you know we we try to hit your ride even if we sneak on you know uh, like I, I don't uh, you know more about them than I do uh, but if there's any kind of chance maybe if we just go observe them or something like that maybe if we stealth around and you know see what they're all about you know maybe we could sneak into one of their wagons and just you know
1: I don't know get out. Ismark looks positively stricken for a moment, and then he glances at Irina, who shrugs, and Ismark slowly sighs. sighs, I don't think it's advisable, but I suppose I you know, can't keep you from doing what you think is right. There was some information I uncovered yesterday while I was asking around town. Evidently there is a uh, formal Vistani camp, southwest of here, in the woods they don't come much into we're lucky apparently they're not uh, very fl- friendly but um, they do have a camp there
3: that's a start i mean yeah, we could I
1: mean,
2: be we could be out of here by the end of the week
3: i
4: thought though what do we have to offer like if we are going the bribe route then if if they're truly servants of this guy and if he's as treats them the same way he treats us, then we're gonna need a lot of money to make that worthwhile.
3: Well, you know, I got this. Uh, I got the jewelry that I got, and you know, I can. I've been known to be very persuasive when I need to be. Well, I'm sure you
4: are, but like pe- people smuggling, that takes a lot of money. Like the prices are exorbitant for that sort of thing, even when you're not in a nightmare hell country.
3: Well, then, uh, I don't know, maybe uh, uh, Amity can s- tell them some stories or something, you know. Or Lil can, you know, teach them how to knit or teach them how to be frosty, I don't know.
2: <laughs> or we oh. can just ask them what
5: they want of us. Mm. Or you could sneak us onto the back of a car.
4: That too.
3: But yeah, that's what I'm thinking, you know, just you know, it, as a plan B, or maybe a plan A, I don't know. That We should do some, what's it called, reconnaissance? Uh, close enough and then you know we, we go to the camp uh, see what they're all about if, uh, if they look kind of grimy kind of sketch then uh, you know we either come back here or we try to sneak onto some kind of caravan they might yeah. have
4: here's a question is Mark Irina who are these people like you've mentioned them but like are they do they live here or are they itinerant like what what's their deal you mean the Vistani? Yeah, yeah. We 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 really just use the name that we don't. You've never said anything else about them.
1: All I know is that they travel from outside in and out through the mists that they are. Well, they travel about in their wagons. They. Uh, Do they, they are servants of the devil. I, yeah, I I I, 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 I get
4: that part, is Mark, but like. What do they do here?
1: Like, I mean, uh, there are three in Barovia. You might have encountered them. Uh, they are the owners of the uh, the Blood on the Vine Tavern. But it is un- it is rare for a Wustani to uh, settle down, uh, such as they did.
4: Uh, still not answering my question,
1: but all right. So I know I'm sorry. I I confess that most. Folk tend to avoid them on the rare occasion that caravans come through. They sometimes trade, but never without uh, a canny eye toward those that they are trading with. We—I cannot speak to the heart of every Wustani, but as far as I know, they are servants of the devil who come and go as they please, and that is all that I am aware of.
4: All right. Well, in that case, it pays to get some more information. I'm with Matreon. Let's uh, pay him a visit.
1: Keep Lillison. Nod's frowning. Oh, yes, Lillison.
0: Uh, Lillison is going to uh, sort of look a little bit smug while everybody's talking about reconnaissance, uh, but mostly be in a corner, like, keeping an eye out for Erwin.
1: All right. Um, as you do, uh, Ismark nods thoughtfully. I suppose that uh, if you think that it's truly really best to seek out these Wistani, it might not be a terrible idea, but unfortunately I do not know the precise location. It seems there are a number of trails and tracks to the southwest Towards You might need to find a local guide to uh, give you directions there.
4: That's more money bleeding. Ugh. Yeah, yeah.
1: But he kind of shrugs helplessly.
4: Yeah, we can probably find somebody.
1: Alright, um... Uh, Lillison, at this point, uh, you do hear footsteps coming downstairs as the door opens. Um, first up, you hear a soft giggling from the balcony upsetting in the pitter-patter of small feet. And you see, uh, and Bray, the Mardukov's two sons, peering over the balcony at you from above. And then you hear a door creaking and a voice saying, Boys, I don't believe you've washed yet. Come along, get yourselves ready. And then you hear the boys, you know, complaining briefly and then scampering back into their rooms. And then you hear the creak of the wood steps as Erwin slowly begins to come downstairs. You can see that he looks tired, dark circles enter his eyes, but um, he appears, you know, as well-groomed as he can be and softly, you know, smoothing down his tunic and his uh, wine-red cloak uh, as he makes his way down to the tap room and giving each of you a nod as he enters. Good morning. Uh, I hope that you all accept uh, as well as you could, given last night's events.
0: Melissa's going to look at Kiva um, and whisper, I have an idea. Um, And then she's going to stand up, um, smile in a friendly way at Erwin, and uh, say, um, as well as we could. Uh, Again, apologies for disturbing your rest last night. Um, I was curious about something, though.
1: Yes, of course. What what can I uh, provide?
0: You mentioned something about uh, wine troubles.
1: Uh, yes, after a fashion. Um, truth be told, it's more of a personal matter. I don't wish to trouble you. I know that, uh, you, you know, I'm sure you have your own business.
0: I mean, after the... Uh... One could say that we brought the trouble upon your house last night, and if there's some way that we could help you in return, then I would like very much to hear it.
1: He gives you a slow searching look and then a genuinely warm smile forms across his face causing his eyes to just crinkle up at the edges and a soft twinkle returning to his eye. He strokes his beard and hums to himself. Very well, I'm certainly not one to turn down an off of generosity he kind of leans forward pitching his voice down a little bit so as not to carry glancing over the rest of your compatriots as well so that they can hear my supply of wine I fear is very quite low nearly gone in some brands the next shipment that we had expected is unfortunately overdue I, of course, you're not required to, but uh, if you are willing to assist, the vineyard and winery are a few miles west of here. If you would be able to visit the location and learn what might have caused the delay and see if you might be able to retrieve our missing shipment, I know that, well, my family and I would be deeply in your debt. Why? I, my wife had uh, insisted, against my better nature, that I request uh, payments for rent overdue though given last night's events I was not inclined to request uh, any previously owed amounts but should you retrieve uh, this shipment I would be more than glad to guarantee you uh, stay and meals at the Blue Water for as long as you might be declined to stay
2: Kiva hearing all this uh, gives a sort of subtle look at Lillison uh, and she just looks like in awe and (laughs) so incredibly pleased at her
0: Lillison is actually looking back towards Metreon, uh, with like an eyebrow half quirked, like you know, basically going like wine, wine. Yeah, uh,
3: Metreon is like like a little kid sneak uh, has kind of stuffed his wine skin back into his jacket, but is holding on to it, so it's kind of obvious. Um, but uh, his eyebrows have been telling the story of uh, pure excitement.
1: Erwin nods. Well, regardless, if you do wish to uh, take on such uh, a task, we would be, again, deeply appreciative. Do let me know if you decide to do so, uh, just so I can make arrangements for uh, potential shipment. We've been holding out as long as we can, and we would be pleased to know that we uh, don't have to rush away uh, our uh, begging customers. We've not told them at this point, but it would be a good relief to know that there is someone else able to assist.
3: Yeah, if I've seen riots for less. We wouldn't. We wouldn't want you to be dry. It's. Uh, I'm sure we can accommodate him. Yes. Yes.
5: That sounds fine to me.
3: I'm for it.
1: Amity, are you up for it?
5: Of course. Would this happen to come with a, a, a map?
1: I'm afraid not. But uh, it's not difficult to find. Merely follow the Old Solitch Road west of the of uh, and follow the signs. It will take you right to it. It's the Wizard of Wines Winery. You can't miss it is a wizard, is it? <laughs> it's a, uh, it's its merely a name for the winery, but the wine is quite magically good, I like to say.
3: <laughs> well, fair point. We, uh, we are excited then to be able to assist you. I know that last night was quite troublesome, but uh, we'll make sure that uh, we, we, re- we repay our debts, so to speak.
1: Again, there is no debt that you need repay to us, but I would be deeply grateful. If, now, if you'll, excuse me, a few preparations I need to make for the day. He gives of a, a, a quiet bow and moves toward the counter.
3: As soon as he's out of sight, Metreon oh. takes a swig of the wine and stuffs it back into his jacket.
0: Well, all right, Lilithan. That, uh, that worked. Lilithan gives Aerithrendir um, and Metreon a brief smile, uh, but her expression grows troubled again as she looks towards Irina and Ismark. Would you two like to come with us? Or I don't know if, I don't know if anywhere is safe, really.
1: Ismark and Irina exchange a look. Irina's shoulders slump a bit. I don't... She frowns as if trying to get the words right, and Ismark coughs. I think that we have some thinking to do. There were some things that Father Donovich said that the burial that we might wish to consider I know that you seem set on seeking out these wistani or perhaps vinery but the Father did say that the Abbey of St. Marcovia might be of some sanctuary. I know that you seem desperate, but given that we've learned that Hallowed Ground perhaps can exist somewhere, perhaps that would be a safer place if we could travel west. I don't know. I think it's worth considering. And right now I need to make sure that my family is safe.
2: Um, not to, to try to force your hand in any way, but um, there is something to be said about safety in numbers and there's no reason why we couldn't go to the winery and then head to this abbey afterward.
1: Make a persuasion check.
2: Oh, good. Yeah, let's ask this idiot to do that.
1: You're the one who talked.
2: <laughs> That's an eight.
1: Ismark winces a bit and then offers you a grin. I, under- I understand, and I really it really does mean a lot your companionship thus far, but this is... He sighs, and he glances at Irina. You've trusted me long enough, and thus far for all the good that it did us. Do you think it's... It's your decision. And Irina glances over the lot of you, frowning. Sighing and gives a soft, tired smile, shaking her head. I appreciate it. I just, given what we know now, I truly appreciate uh, what you told us about the church. I I might look into that, but I think right now I just need to think about a few things and try to work through them. But if if you do find that, you know, there is a way of safety at Kresk, please, I, I would be deeply grateful. But for now, I think I just need to think through some things myself. And but I haven't defeated well, your company.
3: Well, we appreciate it as well, and uh, Izzy will miss your sword. But uh, yeah, um, just if if things get heated or if, you, if you're feeling unsafe, uh, there's a church on the other side of town. Uh, it's uh, Father Lucian is the the head of it. Uh, but he's, he's been real nice. Uh, says that the, the church is hallowed, so uh, uh, devils like Strahd can't come in. So just remember go there if things
1: get too crazy. Irina nods and she offers you a, a genuine smile. Thank you, Metrion. I, again, I, I appreciate so much what all of you have done for us. It means so much. Uh, just be safe on the roads, okay? It's dangerous yeah. out there
4: take care of yourself.
1: She smiles and nods and just kind of sits back in her chair and exhales, looking thoughtful.
2: Kiva looks fucking crushed and then taps Metrion on the shoulder and asks for the wineskin.
1: Hey, yeah,
2: she... looks... <laughs> oh, sorry, she just takes a sip that's way too long and like the most kicked puppy expression and then gives it back and sort of like goes back to not looking at anyone.
0: Lillison looks at Kiva and then she says, We should probably ask how far away this winery is. For all we know, we might be back here tomorrow. Yeah.
4: Yeah, imagine we'll be seeing y'all for not too after not too long. Don't get the impression this country's a uh, big And, and yeah, Dear is going to unfurl the terrible map he's been putting together on the table. It's just like Alright, so uh and and just kind of start like doing mental math out loud. Uh, probably very inaccurate mental math, but he doesn't know that. Alright, so if it's eight hours walk from Brovia to Vilaki and then the winery's over here and incorporating slope Eep. Like a day or two, I think. If Kresk is another... Yeah. Yeah, we should be alright.
3: We didn't settle. Do we we make it on foot? Do we want to try and get a cart? Money.
0: How much was it when you purchased your fine cart? I'm sorry we don't have it anymore.
3: Yeah. Oh. I didn't pay for it. (laughs)
4: <laughs> ah,
0: well, that
4: would that makes things a lot cheaper generally speaking and we should probably avoid doing that here because we don't if we're going to be here a while we don't need the negative attention
0: yes we haven't been here long enough to know uh, who it is unwise to uh, anyway um, do you think we should set out today
4: probably Yeah. We're, otherwise we're just burning time if everyone's recovered from last night.
2: I just, uh, I want to take care of something. It won't be very long. And then, uh, and then we can go. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, yeah, but, just uh, gather our things, you know, yeah. get, our, get our rations together in case we need them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I guess we, uh, we, uh, let, uh, I guess we just do kind of like our, our pre-trip preparations.
1: Yep. Yeah. Pretty much. All right. So, where exactly are you planning on heading? At this point, is Mark and to kind signs. of you know make their way upstairs to the room? Um, oh well, they said we
4: need a guide for the Visitani, so that seems like a later thing. It seems like if the wizard of want at least to er- 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 Air reasoning would be we should probably hit the place that's clearly signposted first.
3: Yeah, for Metron, it's it's similar, but um, if if the whole ideas to be able to get coin to uh, barter or at least buy the uh, Vistani's help going to the winery might result in getting more
4: that too because everything is out of money like entirely it's about yeah, like time. Wilson
5: said do what small jobs uh fit in get cash get out
3: yeah otherwise um metrin's got all of this stuff in his bag anyway so he's 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 ready to go whenever, whenever everybody else is
4: yeah air Deer is kind of pats his bag for something and then kind of looks at kiva odd damn it odd question but do you have a comb i think i left mine in my cabin and this is becoming uh any gestures to his rat ne- rat's nest of a hair a problem
2: She, um, she pulls the, like, hair comb out of her hair, um, and says, this is all I've got, but you can probably use it to detangle things.
4: Okay, thank you. Sorry, I didn't want to make a fuss, but this has become, uh, unreasonable.
2: No, trust me, I get it. (laughs) Um, Kiva very quickly scribbles something out. There's a lot of, like, crossing out and, like, rewriting. And then she folds up a piece of paper... She slips it underneath is Mark and Irena's door and then she rushes downstairs uh and sort of calls back to dear, Just uh, give it back to me later.
4: dear <laughs> grins. Alright Well I'm I'm happy for her. People should have nice things. She deserves nice things. Hmm. And- Uh, But yeah, Marathon Deer will probably attempt to get the tangles out of his hair and then get ready to go.
1: All right. With that, uh, the lot of you are able to make your preparations as best you can. Um, Is there anything more you'd like to do before leaving the Blue Water
4: Inn? Not that I can think of.
1: Do we want to
3: at least maybe check around and see if we could get a horse or you know get a horse
2: yeah i think i think it's probably the best thing that we should do at this point
3: yeah
4: now it's prudent to see if we can hire a card or something
3: so yeah we'll, we'll go ahead and head out and look for one
1: of those yep all right with that you exit the inn together and make your way out into the streets with the brightening ever-gray sky overcast over Vallaki, the streets are slowly filling up with people making their way through the avenues and alleyways, slowly going about their day's business. As you do, slowly making your way out, you hear footsteps crunching through the gravel and cobblestone as you make your way toward the main road and. As you make your way to the main avenue, Lillison, you turn your head as you hear, excuse me if you have but a moment, please.
0: Lillison is going to stop and see who is speaking.
1: Turning to the side, you see a, uh, man of about middling height. Uh, black but graying hair slicked back over his head, uh, a neatly trimmed uh, black and gray pepper-style goatee that is thin to a narrow point, uh, dark black eyes without much mirth or warmth to them, a simple uh, drab gray cloak pulled over his shoulders. Forgive me for interrupting, but you are the, uh, the newcomers to town, yes?
0: Yes, that would be us.
1: Ah, excellent then I have a, uh, a message to deliver for my mistress if you have but a moment.
0: Uh, but of course, um, who, whom do you serve?
1: I am but a humble servant of Lady Fiona Vocta. And it is her delight to invite you to a private dinner at her estate, Vokta this evening. And he gives a slight bow with a pushing his cape to the side.
0: Lillison takes half a step back, just in surprise, and then glances around at everybody else and says, Well, we had plans heading out for a journey, uh, shortly. Uh, all apologies to your lady, but is this urgent business?
1: He frowns. It's desired, desired. My lady would prefer to meet with you if possible. Shall I tell her? Shall I tell her that she can expect you on another date tomorrow? Perhaps.
3: Petrion approaches, kind of raising his hand. Uh, Good, sir. Uh, Your mistress, is she a proper lady? uh, Proper lady?
1: She is indeed. Lady Fiona Vokta of the ancient house of Vokta, a noble and old house. It is an honor to be invited to her estate. Although, as he says the word honor, you can see that he doesn't quite seem to express uh, the pride in it that you might expect. Instead, his beady eyes just kind of squint a bit and his mouth turns a bit as if in an unpleasant expression.
3: I see. I see. Well, uh, perhaps. And Metreon turns to, to the others. Perhaps we can delay our trip a bit, you know, uh, get in some good graces while we're here. I,
4: I mean, I guess we're not a... I suppose the stuff can wait another day.
0: It's up to all of you, I think.
2: Kiva sort of pulls the group aside for a second, looking like she's had a sudden realization of something. Yep. Look. I don't know what we've done to gather the attention of clearly a respected woman in this town. Maybe it's good, maybe it's bad. But if we're looking for transport, I did remember
0: doesn't our bard friend have a wagon of his own? Yeah. Yes, and something very fearsome inside. Maybe if we... Talk to him about using the wagon. Maybe we
2: can get a horse from this nice lady over here. I'm just saying, I think there's a way that we can probably make both of this work.
4: That's the point. If we... Odds are she's at minimum got like a riding horse or something. If she's any level or itch. Maybe a cart too, if we're really good at finagling.
5: Yeah, I'm not convinced that Rictavio would just put his tiger... Or lion, sorry. Yeah, his lion somewhere else. Um, But... Wait, there's a lion oh. in there? Uh, Shh. Sorry, sorry. There's a lion in there. Uh, well, there's something. I
0: about- will I will also mention that uh, Rictavio has a horse.
3: Hmm. Point. Yes, but perhaps I, this lady might hmm. be able to provide us with many horses if we align ourselves in a, or entertain her in such a way. I imagine we caught her attention thanks to uh, our quite colorful nature.
4: Probably. And like right. I, Rectavia wouldn't give us the time of day. I doubt he's going to loan out his livelihood.
5: Emily turns back to this person. Um, May I ask why, what's the purpose of the dinner invitation?
1: The man blinks and nods. She has an interest in your recent activities in Verlaki, and has an interest in perhaps seeing if you might be amenable to putting to those skills to certain use.
5: Ah.
0: Again,
1: should I inform her that she can expect you tonight or perhaps tomorrow?
0: Uh, Lillicent's going to look around everybody and then just like whisper very quietly she might want to hire us for something. Well, the way
5: she's being, he's being coy, Metrion they might be recruiting us to like a thieves guild.
0: Uh, no, that's that's just the way that nobles speak, really.
2: Trust me, the Thieves' Guild would be much less subtle.
0: Wilson so, uh, is going to look around and just very quickly say, Shall we go, then?
4: I, I suppose. I hate waiting another day for the wine shipment, but this does seem like it might solve all our problems at once.
0: Or, not Urlson a few does. of them. Wilson nods, then uh, turns back towards this man, um, steps towards him, gives him a little like deep nod, almost like a half bow, and uh, says, please inform your lady that it would be our honor to attend upon her at dinner tonight. Um, What is her address?
1: Hmm. He nods. It will be her pleasure to see you then, and you must merely seek the estate of House. It is to the northern end of town, to the right side of the main northern avenue as you are heading toward the uh, northern, uh, the northern Zarevich Gate. It is perhaps halfway to the walls. It is a, an enclosed and enfenced estate. You cannot miss it.
3: Thank you for your information And do impress upon your lady That uh, as we are Just travelers uh, We may not be uh, have the proper attire So if there's any Any way that she might be able to provide some So that we may be more presentable for dinner uh, It would be most appreciated
0: Or if, if Or if she's yes. not Then please to uh, uh, Simply pardon our appearance
1: He frowns and shrugs I am sure that Whatever you see fit to arrive in shall be proper. I shall inform her then of your intent to dine with her tonight, yes? Hmm?
0: Yes, Yes. much obliged, and please send her our respects as well.
1: I certainly shall. He bows again. Then I shall inform my lady that she will see you this evening. Good day. Take care. And he turns and makes his way uh, down the street away from you.
0: Wilson looks at Metreon and just like shakes her head with a bemused
3: little smile. Listen, I need a new tunic. This thing is all fucked up. Look at this. And I, he starts to point at bloodstains and tears in it.
0: Yeah, I oh, know. No. I'm
4: with Metreon on this one.
0: No, I I agree. It's just, it sounds so funny to be uh, begging somebody for clothing.
3: I, I don't think I was begging. I was just, you know, saying, hey, if you want us to be presentable, you gotta, you gotta make us half white.
0: Is, yeah. is, there's a difference
3: well anyway do we uh, how do we want to spend the rest of the day then do we want to still try and get a, a horse and cart we want to wait for that see if this Fiona Fiona woman's mm-hmm. uh, going to help us out
4: I, unless we can make it to the Visitani encampment and back before dinner which is probably not a safe bet I'd say we spend the day just uh, getting ready
0: uh, wait, DM. um, the timeline of this now, is the Festival of the Blazing Sun supposed to be today or tomorrow?
1: Um, I believe that, uh, when you arrived, it was in three days' time, uh, it is tomorrow.
0: Okay, just, yeah, just checking. All right.
2: Well, so, um, I don't know if you shared that with your group, Lillison, did you?
0: Um, Lillison will probably glance over to a poster... Um, start to say something, and then note the date and go, Ah, oh, never mind.
2: Okay. Um, I don't want a metagame, so I'm not going to do that. Never mind.
0: Ah, and if, uh, if we leave early enough tomorrow morning, we could possibly even skip out on this festival.
4: Please. I don't want to see what this guy thinks a party is.
2: We just have to make sure we're not missed. If we decide to come back, isn't that a punishable offense?
4: I think if we come back bearing wine, a lot of sins will be forgiven. They generally are.
5: It's not like they go arrest everyone in the other village for not coming to this one's festivals, right? Like not being here has to be
4: an excuse, yeah.
0: Perhaps we should leave later tonight, then, after the dinner, just to be... No, no,
4: no, no. Ah,
3: yes, of course. I'm not traveling on the road at night.
4: Yeah, we'll just be out early tomorrow.
3: Yes,
0: well pointed out. I keep forgetting.
4: That outside the walls is a ravening... Yeah, yeah. Understandable. well suppose we gotta get all fancy been a long time need to remember how to do a lot of things do you is it Lillison can you remind me about what what all the forks mean like the little one and the big one and ones for dessert and.
0: you just start from the outside and work your way in
4: oh right right that's it gotcha yeah man
0: It's really just uh, an excuse for them to put all of their forks on display, so they won't really be looking at which one you're using so much as looking to see if you're dazzled by the fact that you have 18.
3: (laughs)
4: Well, I will be sufficiently dazzled considering we've been wandering through mud and blood for a week or so. Well, shall we uh, head back and get ready?
3: Sounds think, like plan.
0: I think that there are still sufficient amounts of daylight that if we wanted to, we could see if we could gather any more information.
3: Yeah, I guess you a, a, got a good point. Uh, do we want to maybe see if we can figure out more stuff about this uh, lady Fiona Walker?
4: That's a good point. Let's uh, see if we can get a hand to what we're gonna be going up against.
0: The, uh, merchants at the stockyard yesterday had, uh, a few things to say about her. Nothing particularly positive or negative, just that she was of an ancient family and had dwelt here a long time. I wonder if the other merchants might know more.
4: Worth a shot. Yeah, I'm down to help you gather some information. Let's just be discreet.
3: Discreet small middle name.
0: Oh, what is your last name?
3: The Magnificent. Imagine (coughs)
0: discreet, the Magnificent.
3: Yeah, that's it. Your
0: your parents were very creative.
3: Well, you know, or very cruel. Two of one has half a dozen. The other. Uh, Shall we make way? Yeah.
4: Yeah. And yeah. I guess Bertrand deer with everybody else is going to kind of spend some time through ta- wandering through town and kind of, while looking over merchant stuff, ask some discreet but probing questions about Lady Water and what she might be about.
1: If- Alright, um, just, I guess just moving through town, uh, kind of asking around as you can, uh, someone can make an investigation check. Uh to- uh, this will be an investigation charisma check so use your proficiency with investigation and your uh, charisma modifier
3: congratulations, congratulations zero in investigation
1: I have a
2: charisma
3: you
4: go for it yeah yeah alright thank you expertise not that it did me much good that's a nine
1: nine
3: plus your charisma
1: no, no, even with my charisma, that's a nine. Oh damn! You spend the better part of an hour and a half. Uh, uh, well, in fairness, I'm assuming you weren't doing this alone, right? uh no, no, he was. He was sticking with. All it. Right. uh Assuming you're all working together, then I'll let you make this with advantage. I'm assuming you're being all helped. righty. I'm taking pity on you.
4: Thank th- you. Th- thank you for thank the pity. you Dungeon Daddy.
1: But I, first, never say that. Second, <laughs> I think it's reasonable to so let you roll with advantage if the others are helping. Yeah, As all right. Ever, on, the rest would be. Oh, come on! Oh my god.
4: <laughs> all right, that's our second. Nine?
1: Great. Um, all right, so you spent the better part of the next hour and a half kind of asking around, asking random vendors and merchants, uh, some that you visited before. Uh, if you'd like, you can stop by the tannery and pick up that studded leather armor you ordered uh, in the process of doing this. I would
3: like to, thank you.
1: Alright, uh, you can add that to your inventory. Um, otherwise you turn up uh, not over much, you know. She's uh, an older woman, keeps mainly to her estate. Um, you do learn that she does have uh, two adult sons, Nikolai and Carl, who are evidently uh, local troublemakers. Um, but beyond that, you don't learn much more than you already knew.
4: Yeah, here's either no one wants to talk to us or they just don't Know much about her. Either way, I uh, guess we're going into this blind.
3: Well, I'm going into this looking pretty snazzy. And uh, <laughs> he uh, starts to kind of massage the, the freshly made studded leather armor. Yeah. Got wearing No, honestly, that
4: not bad. I just wish I had my clothes from home and like any sort of hair mousse and bit of eyeliner, I don't know, like anything that's not making that's making me look less like a wet dog.
3: I don't think makeup can help with that.
0: Natrion, <laughs> <laughs> do you yeah? <laughs> do you have anything other than uh, that pancake slather?
3: Oh yeah, yeah, I've got some rose here, I've got some uh some coal got a little bit of uh, lip balm you know gotta keep them moisturized for the kissing uh but yeah i got i a lot of stuff in here
0: how i i've I've, i have always wondered how do you use the eyeliner without poking your eye out i
3: don't know i just really kind of smudge it everywhere you know just uh, rub it in you know I don't really use it that much, though, because it's kind of, like, traumatic, and I'm trying to keep myself low-key. I really just use it to put, you know, because my eyelashes is white, and sometimes it gets a bit jarring on having black hair and white eyelashes.
0: Uh, Lilison looks at Near's face speculatively. Yes? I'm just wondering what, uh, what sort of artistry Metreon could pull off on you?
4: I, I mean, I, I don't, it, it's fine, it's not... Uh, she she asked us to dinner. It's not an issue.
2: Metri, uh, she Kiva turns to Metrion and and sort of gestures vaguely to her scars and is like, "Well, maybe you could cover these up for dinner. I know they sort of look um, attention seeking."
3: Oh no, Pat Uh, uh, yeah, uh, I mean, you know, the makeup I have just kind of evened out. Doesn't really cover uh, texture. So I mean, yeah. Besides, they're just, beautiful. It's, yeah, you know, it's gold. You know, uh, what rich lady doesn't love gold?
2: Oh, okay. I'm. Um, I just. I'm not really familiar with makeup at all. So, that are we trying to look nice? Because I, uh, I'm not really used to that either.
4: Just to wear your best stuff, comb your hair, any jewelry you've got, and a smile. Makeup. Right.
2: Right. So, so what if what I'm wearing right now is my best stuff?
3: Ah. Do you want to, you got, uh, prestigitation? You know, maybe clean them, clean bit up a bit. Nope.
2: Kiva just is covered in blood
0: <laughs> all the time. I think a bath would probably be a good start if we could see if Danica and Erwin would be, uh, amenable to heating us up some water.
4: Yeah, that'll, that'll do fine.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. Kiva
2: just looks so self-conscious, Uh,
3: Metron kind of elbows her in the side. Might be a good ass arena for a sponge bath, yeah.
2: Uh, I'm going, uh, that's not even what, can we just, um, go find someone with a wagon or something, please?
3: Metron sticks out his forked tongue, kind of wiggles both ends separately from each other, and then, uh, keeps walking.
2: You're a sick fuck, you know that?
3: I do, I do.
1: All right. So uh, where are you all headed now that by now it's approaching late morning, uh, maybe around, you know, 10, 11 o'clock in the in the day?
3: I mean, uh, if we're not if we're not doing anything like reconnaissance or anything like anything like that, or if we've already kind of asked people, I figure we just spend the day freshening up, uh, you know, having a little a little quiet time before being thrust into a social situation. Um, Yeah.
4: Aerithrendir, for one, does not look like he's going to volunteer to go out and do things in the in-between. All
1: right. So, um, are you all heading back to the inn then? Yep.
5: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Actually, Uh um, I'm going to straggle behind a little bit. I'll get
3: back there eventually, but I want to see if, because I know that, uh, I know that Aerithrendir and I think it was either Lillison or Kiva Back in Barovia saw uh, the Vistani spies. So I want to just like, as we're kind of walking back, I just want to kind of weave through some of the alleys and see if I find any trace of them or any, you know, other suspicious figures.
1: Sure. So as you begin making your way back toward the inn, uh, the other is a bit of a ways ahead of you, uh, glancing down the streets and alleyways. Uh, One second, please um make a perception check for me oh lovely
3: six i'm rolling like beautifully tonight oh wait no it was a three i'm sorry three
1: gotcha all right so you do not spot anything however uh lillison and kiva as you're slowly making your way back toward the inn you do uh notice that someone seems to have been following you as you've made your way through the alleys Uh, through the streets. This person, you see a familiar silhouette, a uh, uh, pale looking man, uh, kind of ratty, dark hair falling over his face, unkempt, a pale gray cloak, unremarkable tunic and features that you've seen a number of times when you've stopped into uh, establishments and stores. And as you make your way to the inn, you watch as he quietly ducks into the alleyway and continues watching him, continues watching you as you make your way back
2: Kiva turns to Lillicen and says, uh, should I go introduce
0: myself? No, I tried to speak to the one that was following us yesterday, and she just vanished.
2: Kiva will um, give a little wave to the person watching them and go inside the tavern.
1: All right, as soon as you wave, the person ducks back into the alleyway out of sight, and as you make your way into the tavern, they vanish from view.
4: Yeah. Air Thrandir, as they go inside, Air is going to kind of give Amity a glance and said, Hey, oh, shoot, I just remembered something. Uh, well, can you, uh, talk to me upstairs for a minute? I got something to ask you.
5: Sure, Amity's going to follow upstairs?
4: Yeah. And yeah, once they're kind of out on the balcony looking over... The town. He's going to turn to her and say, "Hey, listen. So, uh, I had an idea about your foot. Go on. Okay. I'm so, gonna- I I don't want to give you false hope. I can't. I still don't think it's peelable or not by me. But I, while I was kind of over the past few days, I've been thinking and remembered some back home that there are ways to like. I think they're called." prostheses or something where you can essentially with bits of leather and wood and metal you can put together a way to either like replace something that you've lost or make the thing you've got work more like it used to
5: well i've i've heard of them do you actually think someone here could make one
4: i it might be a long shot but you remember the kooky toy maker we met yesterday Seriously, I mean, did you see his metalwork? It was exceptional. And, like, artistry? Like, compare that to the clothes, and he, like, grabs at his shirt and kind of proffers the grey drab. Like, compare the work on those... There's care being put into that. Like, he may be weird, but I I think he can do it if I give him the design.
5: If you actually have a design,
4: oh um, <laughs> i i do actually i uh remember back from a uh, offstra i saw them being used uh yeah yeah i can i i mean it probably won't be perfect and it'll need to be fit to you but and he kind of trails off looking at her a bit bashfully
5: all right i'm i'm not gonna no false hope no false hope i i mean i am getting used to this walking stick but if that is possible that would be awesome
4: all right, Air Th- and a, a grin blooms across deer's face. All right, all right, just one to be sure. And uh, I might need to ask you to, c- here, tell you what, why don't you come with me? That way, if he needs your, well, he will need your measurements. I'll make him take your measurements. Then we can, you know, see if he'll work on it.
5: <sighs> Let's hope. And yeah. we will follow him to Blinsky Town.
4: Excellent. Off to Blinsky Town.
1: together you make your way out of the blue water and back into the streets of Vlaki slowly making your way down the road and as you do you pass through a number of individuals that are making their way doing their business throughout town but it's not long before you find your way to the familiar cramped shop and the rocking horse sign marking Blinsky toys there's a soft chime as you enter And as you do, you hear the sound of a familiar monkey's chittering. You can see that Blinsky, the heavyset man, wearing his jester's cap and colorful clothes, the bells leaning over his shoulders, is kind of leaning half over the counter at the back of the store, holding something in his hand. Now, come on, little friend. Put the toy up on the shelf and you will get a treat, yes? Good treat, good monkey. Piccolo, the little uh, monkey, kind of, like, chirps at him, uh, glancing down at the thing below it and kind of picks up this little gruesome doll and kind of hefting it over one shoulder, scrambles up the side of the shelf uh, and pops on the top and then glances down, glaring at Blinsky expectantly. Oh, such a good boy, Piccolo! Such a wonderful boy! Here you go! Have treat! Have only treat! And he begins kind of, like, tossing up little morsels. It's hard to tell if it's jerky or hardtack or some kind of dried fruit, but the monkey, like, snaps it up and, like, Eagerly gulps it down, Blinsky seemingly paying you no attention as you make your way into the front of this shop. Uh uh. He pauses and goes, <laughs> Oh, forgive me. Welcome, friends, to the house. Oh, repeat customers. Welcome back, my friend. More toys for a little child in need of joy? What can Blinsky do for you, my friend? My, my best customer.
5: Air- Air are we like,
1: really are we? Best? Yeah. I, to kind of pause this for a I'm looking a little stricken. Um, Blitzki uh, does not need to uh, discuss financial matters. Please, what can I do for you? What brings <laughs> you to my humble shop?
4: Uh, well, uh, Air deer looks a bit like... kind of uh, a-, a cross between pitying and confused... And he is going to fish a mini mini fold folded piece of parchment out of his pocket, and you can see that on which a fairly complex diagram is drawn with lots of crossings out and blottings. And he, then he shows it to him. Hey, uh, so I've been thinking that, well, my my friend here would like some help with her leg, and I've if do you think you could build something like this?
1: He frowns, and then his eyes glancing toward Amity, then glancing at the parchment. And then slowly you watch as he begins to nod, scratching his short, scraggly beard, uh, a light turning on in his eyes. Yes, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, this is oh an enchanting project. This could be... Oh, this is an assignment worthy of Fritz von Wehrk himself. Oh, Glances toward Amity and grabs her in a massive bear hug. You have brought me inspiration for what will be a marvelous masterpiece. So you can do it. Uh, Insky. Brut- Test. Captain von Wirks. Follow. He doesn't even grab part. He, he takes the parchment that you gave him, flips it over, slams it on the desk, and, like, takes out a. quill and, like, starts to draw... flat ribbling designs and schematic. <gasps> do not worry, Blinsky will deliver you a masterpiece. How much? Oh! He pauses, blinking. Uh, he turns toward your foot, frowning, scratching his chin. Uh, do you mind if I take a look, real quick? Just a moment
5: and he pulls up her clothes and sort of looks away.
1: He frowns, nodding, yes, 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 and kind of like pokes his finger gently across a few different portions of the ankle and foot, making sure not to touch any overly injured parts. Perhaps. Mm. He blinks up at you looking, with big eyes looking very hopeful. Perhaps. Ten gold pieces?
4: Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. Oh, we'll that, need to uh, pay later.
1: That seems oh, Not to worry, Blinsky is used to that. That is not a problem. Uh, that would be wonderful. Oh, oh, gold for Blinsky's work. For a masterpiece piece of work. Oh, Von Weir could be so proud.
5: Arthur, dear, Earthen. is it just me, or is that actually really cheap? Oh, that
4: is extraordinarily cheap, this sh- in most places, this would be, like, 500. I vote we don't tell him.
5: Um, maybe not yet.
4: Yeah, if we come if we come into a marvelous fortune, then we can come by and shower him in gold
5: later. Good deserves good. Good deserves good.
4: But... Alright, is going to pull himself upright and smile at blinksky uh, Thank you, my good sir. And, uh, when should we, uh, come by to pick it up.
1: Blitzky is furiously writing, and he, like, doesn't even notice you until you take a step closer. Oh! Um! Give me, give Blitzky, give me, um, a few days, nothing more. I, I shall have to channel my inspiration into the piece. Do not fear it shall be done within a week. Perhaps sooner, perhaps half a week. Just let, I must let my muse sing. Yeah,
4: well, I hope she sings loudly and, uh, pleasantly. Good luck.
1: He doesn't even notice you. He's just fixated on the schematics as he's drawing. He's now yanked out like five more pieces of parchments and covered them in designs um, that are entirely indecipherable. His writing entirely illegible, uh, but he seems to be having the time of his life.
4: Earth and deer is going to slowly back out of the shop. <laughs>
5: Yeah, Emily will will follow. I can't believe that's actually
4: worked. I, honestly, me neither. Like, he's obviously got the technical skill, but that he'd just take on a custom project—that's a... Yeah, me neither.
5: I—I I mean, even if it doesn't work and he can't do it, I'm—I'm—it's okay. No, no false hope.
4: No false hope. We'll just—we'll try things and we'll find something that works.
5: Yeah. With that, I don't think there's anything else Amity particularly wants to do before uh, Fiona dinner other than, you know, bathing.
4: Likewise. please.
1: All right. With that, you make your way back to the inn, and as the others are waiting at the inn, either in the taproom or elsewhere, um, you peer the door open to the taproom, and you see uh, a pair of men walk in. Um, From what you can see, Um, Both of them are tall and fairly uh, broad-shouldered. One of them has a long beard that goes down to the top of his chest, uh, dark brown hair, uh, balding, entirely bald head, save for a long stripe of brown hair that descends past his shoulders, joining a kind of a shaggy ring around the back half of his head. He wears a long uh, brown fur cloak, rife with uh, a kind of gray-white fur around the top of it, Uh, his companion with long strands of messy brown hair around uh, a sharp chin face, uh, dark eyes, and uh, slightly uh, uh, brown skin, uh, wearing a similar uh, 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 kind of uh, fur skin uh, coat. This one of a kind of a caramel chestnut brown. Each of them you can see uh, are carrying what seems to be the corpse of a wolf, strung up and hoisted over one shoulder. The bald man is carrying two. Um, bound by uh, thick ropes around his shoulders as they make their way across the room to where Danica is at the bar. The bald man grunts and lets the wolves fall on the counter with a slam and he grunts Good hunting today You still taking delivery? Danica blinks and nods Master Sodorovich Welcome back from your hunting trip. Uh, Good to see that you have been successful. We would be glad to pay the usual commission. Thank you. He nods, uh, and you watch as uh, Danica goes beneath the counter and fishes out a few coins and drops them in uh, Soldar's palm. Uh, He grunts, One, please, and he leaves a few on the counter. Danica nods and moves to uh, fetch him son as he and his companion move toward the tables and kind of just get themselves seated by the side.
3: Is this just what Le, what Erthedira and Le, uh, Amity see? Uh, is like anyone Amity who was,
1: is anyone who was in or around the tap room at this point sees this.
0: Lillison's going to look over at Kiva and uh, just with wide eyes just say oh, we need to learn a few things from them. Seriously Um,
2: she sort of like looks them over. Um, hmm, maybe we should, uh, should
0: introduce ourselves. I, uh, for once I think that, uh, they probably won't want to speak to me. So, um, if you don't mind, I'll just sort of tag along behind you. That's fine.
2: And Kiva will walk over to the to the pair of gentlemen after they sort of look settled at their table.
1: He grunts kind of glancing up at you. What?
2: Well, uh I was wondering if I might have a seat.
1: He shrugs. I will not stop you.
2: Uh, Kiva, by the way, and she's gonna sit down but also offer her hand to the gentleman.
1: He eyes it but does not take it.
2: Sildor. You... Sildor, are you uh, hunters by trade then?
1: Aye. And his friend nods. Aye.
2: Uh, maybe it's just me, but I had a run-in with some of those wolves, and it certainly didn't end with me carrying their carcasses in in exchange for gold. How on earth do you manage that?
1: They exchange a look. And, uh, Saldar shrugs, nodding to the, uh, arrows in the quiver on, and the strung-up bow on his back. Tough, but they died like anything else. His companion nods.
2: So you recommend I don't go at it with a scimitar, then?
1: Saldar frowns and shrugs again. Wolf wants to bite you close. Arrows bite from far away. He's better.
2: Interesting. So, um, I guess I just have, uh, one question. I mean, when do you next go hunting?
1: We'll probably go out in a few days. Perhaps sooner, depending.
2: Well, uh, if it happens to be in a few days, would you mind swinging back around here? Um, I'd love to at least go with you. I promise I can hold my own uh, just to see how it's done.
1: He frowns at you. We are not taking apprentices.
2: Not necessarily uh, as an apprentice, just looking for technique. We're going to be doing a lot of traveling and uh, want to make sure that we're able to uh, handle ourselves.
1: He shrugs at this point. Danica comes over uh, offering tankards of wine, which uh, Soldar and his friend accept gratefully. Soldar takes a long swig and plants the tankard on the table. If you want advice, then pay it for drinks. If you want guide, then pay for guide. But we do not take apprentice.
2: How much does a guide run?
1: He frowns. If you want to employ us while we're not hunting, that would be five gold per day.
2: Kiva looks at Lillison and raises an eyebrow.
0: Lillison... Uh... Surreptitiously uh, glances into her coin purse. uh, Then looks back and just shrugs.
2: Five gold a day. I can do that. Uh, We have plans tonight for dinner, so maybe you could meet us back here first light tomorrow?
1: He nods, aye. And his companion nods, aye.
2: All right. It's a pleasure doing business with you boys.
1: He nods again and returns to his drinks.
2: Kiva stands up and then uh, returns to the others and says, uh, I've gotten us a guide.
4: Uh, Oh, wonderful.
2: Only problem is it's five gold per day. So if we maybe can take a loan from uh, Danica and Erwin here, see about Hmm. since we're going out and investigating this winery for them, that we can maybe... Have them pay our guide fees?
4: Hmm.
3: Or... I... Or... Or perhaps. And uh, Metreon looks down at his hand. Uh, even though it's in, in a large kind of gauntlet club. Uh, he knows that there's a ring under there. Uh, and looks up at you all. Maybe we just keep them on retainer for the, the winery. And then uh, maybe they can guide us back to the camp. That, that Vistoni camp they I was talking about.
4: Well... Not a bad idea. We gotta pay them up front. They won't
2: go unless we pay them. I'm, I'm sure of it. Well, I, have, I have,
0: five gold. Um. I don't think it would be a very good idea to try borrowing from, from the Martakovs. But who knows what might happen tonight at the dinner?
4: Yeah, we, we might be able to secure some sort of patronage if we we're clever.
3: I, and maybe if they got some nice silverware, you know
0: one or the other, however, not both.
3: Yeah. but yeah, no
4: Lillison if you can pay for it then that'd be appreciated. Well, I, we've I, at
2: least got guides paid for for tomorrow. so yeah
4: yeah, that's a good good shout keep. Good shout Kiva. That was very smart. Better to have someone who knows the land than us just blundering through.
2: And two people that can kill werewolves.
4: Werewolves, they said. Werewolves. Sorry,
2: I meant to say wolves, and I was writing something else. Ignore me.
4: Ah, oh, no, that, I, I got very hopeful for a second. Nah, nah,
3: it's fine. All right.
2: Kiva knows nothing about werewolves. What am I talking about?
3: Uh, so, then yeah, uh, we got some guides. Uh, we got some dinner. So, uh, what say you all, maybe we mosey on out. Get Works us some grub.
4: Yeah, let's uh, see what Miss Water has for us.
0: Uh, has there, DM, Has there been enough time um, at all to possibly take a bath in
5: between?
1: Yes, you've been at the inn for a number of hours, and in fact, as you make your way up, you notice, uh, uh, you know, as you make your way up to take. If you'd like to make requests, you know, ask Danica to pull some water for you and heat some of it for you. Uh, you can. Um, yeah. Yeah. A- yeah.
4: A- in that case, y'all would see that. When Erythrondir sits down, his hair is remarkably straight, and... The brown... some of the, like, brownish tinge has been... left it? Or maybe been massaged out, you're not sure, and it's now a... sort of a deeper red-brown color than you saw him with initially. He gives you a smile. Yeah, I... (laughs) Kinda glad we got asked, honestly. I feel like myself again.
3: Yeah, I was going to ask, I didn't smell mushrooms around, so I figured you must have taken a bath finally. Shush. (laughs) Yeah. Y'all look nice, though. Sharp.
0: So after bathing, uh, Lillison would have actually uh, extracted and put on her set of fine clothing, um, which, you know, in contrast to her kind of more sensible uh, traveling clothes, um, is actually just like a long, slim uh, dress of like this deep forest green, uh, trimmed with like brass-colored um, braid.
4: Goodness gracious! You didn't know you were packing that packing that out.
0: It didn't seem like the sort of thing to uh, wear in a place like, well, like the woods. Well,
4: it's very much not. (laughs) But yeah, no, good shout. You look lovely.
0: Thank
5: you. You're the expert here, this, and do you think that Truffle should come along? Would it be a faux pas, or would would everyone think that he's cute?
0: Honestly, I don't know. Uh, If we knew more about the temperament of this lady, I could take a better guess, but I suppose
5: the safer thing would be to leave him here. Yeah. Fair enough. Emily gives him a little piece of fruit and uh, pulls him up in the room.
3: Yeah, oh, next time. Uh, with uh, Arena, you know, she can cut up with him. Uh, yeah. braid each other's hair or something, I don't know.
4: <laughs> next time we'll get him a little bow tie. Make him nice and fashionable.
5: One of those tutus.
4: Oh, uh... Ah, uh, all right. Yeah, yeah. Who so, I... likes it? I love it. <laughs> Fair enough.
0: Now the question is, if you were to put pants on him, would they go on the <laughs> 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 Oh no I hope oh,
5: no you enjoyed his podcast?
4: Oh, thank you for watching (laughs) Twice-Bitten, everyone. If a
2: truffle wore pants, would he wear them like this or like this? This
4: will be the last episode. We will not be returning.
1: All right. Is there anything else you'd like to do before you depart? Uh, You can see that the sky is beginning to darken and evening is beginning to approach.
4: Other
2: than uh, making herself look presentable and maybe undoing the armor a bit for some delicate décolletage, uh, Kiva would be just ready to go um, get she wants to have a nice like fine clothes sequence but she doesn't have them so she's gonna do it with the best of what she's got
3: uh, Metron will at some point offer to cover up the bite marks on her and Amity's neck
2: oh yes that's very important
1: alright so with that in, yeah. uh, your fine clothing and or made as fine as it can be in place um, bite marks easy enough to cover up Um, are you all heading out into the streets?
3: Yep. Yes. We're we're on our way to a party.
1: All right. With that together, you make your way out of the blue water Inn just as the lights of day begin to fade, the gray of the sky beginning to give way to a darker purplish black, the light slowly fading in the distance. And with that, you make your way away from the blue water Inn and through the streets. Making your way north Through the central avenue Toward the northern gate As you do, you pass through A number of crowds A few individuals giving you suspicious looks But no more worse than what you've encountered thus far Slowly you make your way Through the streets And soon find yourself Come upon the estate That the man had described And As you look upon it, however, it's, you're not sure what you expected, but the house that you see is old. It seems almost disgusted with itself. You see a slouching roof hanging heavy over furrowed gables and moss-covered walls, sagging and bulging under the weight of the vegetation. As you study the house's sullen countenance, you hear the edifice actually groan And only then do you realize the extent to which the house hates what it has become. There's a soft groan, and the unlocked iron gate swings gently ajar, giving way to a path that winds past a dark garden to a front door. Well, this is inviting.
2: Ah, maybe the inside is
0: nicer.
3: It had better be
0: well we know that this is in fact an ancient house at least
3: i was hoping they'd be rich enough to at least you know do something you know maybe some topiary topiary or something like that you know yeah, tidy.
4: i'd kill for some rose bushes
3: let's go
1: yeah all right with the sky darkening above you the night slowly encroaching as dusk settles like a cape over Balaki. You make your way past the dark gardens across the southern side of the house as the path winds its way around that end and slowly making your way up to the stone steps that lead up to the wooden door that stands at the front. And as you lift your hand to knock, that is where we'll end it for today.
0: Ooh, the drama.
1: It's gonna be fine.
0: Hey, at least for once, uh, our cliffhanger involves us being bathed and nicely dressed rather than uh, screaming in terror running through the woods. Yeah, we're going to get... Right? right? <laughs> yeah. Great.
4: It'll make next time all the more, you know, poignant as we are chased out of the house screaming.
3: And what's going to happen, you know?
1: All right. Well, thank you to everyone for joining us today. We will see you all back in the mists next Saturday. Until then, beware of things that go bump in the night and take care.